0: Abba, Father, thank you for your love and grace. And uh, thank you for the sanity you give. need your help right now. Please have mercy on us, O God. Have mercy on me, O God. Bless your word in our hearts. In your name, amen. All right, so just a reminder. um, And David ports on. Thank you, David. Regen's going to start tomorrow night. Uh, Very, very excited about that. Something we desperately need. And uh, and then you can donate to, uh, caring hearts pregnancy center, their fundraiser. You can give online. You don't have to go to the van on the twenty seventh, but you can give online if you want to. All right, Ark Encounter um, uh, still some spots open. Stevens booking, I think, this week. Excited about that. All right, and um, I want I want to I'm going to skip that slide. Let's just jump right in it. So. Alright, Working through James, and tonight's going to be uh, a real challenge, and we have a deep bench on the ball team, so it's going to be good tonight. Um, what I want us to do is really, really think critically about all this stuff, and so I'm going to need you to engage, engage your critical thinking processes with me. So here's the paragraph in Greek. And again, let me read it. I want you to get the flow of the full paragraph, and then I want you to watch what happens. Um, Is anyone among you suffering? Remember, James is talking to the church. Uh, Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He's to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, they'll be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. A prayer of a righteous person, when it is brought about, can accomplish much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky poured rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Let's dig in. This is this is going to be good. And uh, So we're taking that last half of the Greek paragraph, all right, beginning at verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another, so that you may be healed. That's like the imperative command. That's the command. And then if you'll notice... Down, up, under that, or down under that is this statement. Because why? Because the prayer of a righteous person, when it happens, can accomplish much. So it's this truth statement, this principle statement, and then under that is an example of a truth statement about a righteous man that prays, and it's Elijah. So I want you to get that flow. There's there's the what's called a paranetic statement. He's literally saying, I'm telling you how to live. When you say paranesis, it means, I'm telling you how to live. Hi there. We need to get you. I'm okay. You sure? Come on. come and, up? Um, and then after the paranetic statement, Thank you. he gives a principle that drives the perinesis. So because righteous people, when they pray, man, when God hears them, cool stuff happens. God moves Therefore, pray. And by the way, here's an example. So I want you to get the flow of that paranetic statement, true statement under it, and then here's an example. You got it? You kind of getting the flow? You ready? You ready? All right, here we go. Uh, Questions that are very critical to the idea of confession. What is James, when James says confess your sins to one another, what does he mean? Right. So number one, here's some questions. Uh, He's talking about confessing individual sin. I broke Arkansas law and I ran a red light. I ran a red light. I ran a stop sign. I did it. I was in a hurry. It wasn't paying attention. And I sinned. So it's individual sin. Or is he saying confess corporate sin? We have sinned right now that's a nation when you read ezra chapter 9 it's national sin lord we have sinned in babylon we sinned prior to the deportation to babylon our whole nation is, is it tribal sin national sin is it church sin or family sin we, we've all sinned as a church you know that kind of stuff National sin with abortions. what's that national sin with yeah absolutely that would be that would be a national sin so when, he, when James is speaking and says, I want you to con- therefore confess your sins to one another, what is he talking about? Individual sins? Yes. Hi, I'm Chris, and I need to tell you that I committed a sin. And it's, but, you get it out. Is that what he means? Or I'm representative and I say, God, I'm praying for us as a church. We have sinned as a church because we, are, we lack a, a true commitment to prayer or we're, we're, we lack this, we're sinning in that way, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. okay? Or is, what about this one? Confession is just in general terms. Confess your sins, hamartia, in Greek, which literally means sin's most common word for sin in the New Testament. Does it mean just in general, like, hey, I'm struggling with some things that don't belong to me, which is code for stealing. But we're just going to be generic. Hey, hi, I want to confess my sins. Sometimes I struggle with things that don't belong to me. Okay? Pretty generic or have, have you ever, I'm really in a dark place, pray for me. What is that? You're in a dark place. You may have heard that one. So is it individual, corporate, is it generic or is it specific um, And confessing my sin that I lied to my boss about stealing new leads for client sales? And, and it's real specific, you're spelling it out. Does that make sense? All right. So when James says, confess your sins to one another, which one? What's he meaning? It's an individual. It's corporate. It's gen- keep it generic because we don't want to know the details. Ew. We don't want to know the details. Go ahead and say, you're in a dark place or something like that. Or should it be, nah, you're spelling out details. You're naming names and you're describing behaviors. Is that it? Or is it Five? Um, it's confession of sin to, should, and by the way, now we're shifting. Should you confess your sins to the specific offended party? So if I stole leads at work, I, I cherry-picked the leads, and I stole them out of the client file, and my boss is named Bill, and that's where my sin is, then I go to Bill, and I confess my sin because it's between me and Bill, and it's nobody else's business. So I've heard people say this, the scope of transgression uh, of confession is limited to the scope of transgression. So if you sinned against Bill, you confess to Bill. And, God. You know, and of course God. You don't confess to the whole church. It's, it's nobody's business at that point. So is that what he means? And that's a Matthew 18 thing. Right? If your brother sins, right? It's like you keep it. You Keep it as as limited exposure as, as necessary, to, until repentance is achieved. Uh, or is it confession of sin to the elders? Like confess your sins? Does that mean to me? And we're going to be Catholic, or we get a little booth over here, or or you just see me before service or after service? You know, which, which one is it? Or the last one? It's it's confession to the entire church. So which one is it? So when James says, in verse 16, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, and pray for one another that you may be healed, because the prayer of a righteous person, when it's brought about, when it happens, can accomplish much. Confess your sins to one another. Which one is it? Let me push you on that a little bit. Okay, come on over here, buddy. You, uh, you can pop in there by... Uh, Jay.
1: What's that? Now, if you're on the front row, you're going to get picked on. So just let me oh, know. Oh, no,
0: well, that's why I said over there in the corner. <laughs> you're a smart, fella. Look at there. Jay, Jay's got you spot. So um, so what do you think? If you're reading that context, um, what do you think? Is anyone suffering? Let them pray. If you're cheerful, hey, sing praises. If you're sick, call for the, watch that. Call for the elders of the church to pray over him, anointing him with oil. And if the prayer of faith and, and the prayer of faith will restore that one who's sick and the Lord's going to raise him up and if he's committed sins, they'll be forgiven him. Click, therefore, confess your sins to one another. Okay. So which one do you think it is? Which ones would you pick out of there as being likely the answer? All the above. All the above. <laughs> Can you give me the chapter on verse, What's that? James 5. Yeah, James 5, five. 13 to um, okay, we're still 18. 13 to 18, okay. technically, right. yeah. Say that again. I would think that you do go to the offended party at the party. Right, that, that would kind of make sense, no. yeah. yeah. Not kind of, that would make sense based on... Uh, okay. okay. It
1: says to confess your sins to one another. It doesn't say... I mean, obviously you
0: confess those to God, but right. it doesn't say... To an elder... A peer, a friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Okay.
1: Yeah. You know I'm seeing three because we're gonna, playing catch up here. Traffic's crazy right now. Right, right, right. Um. Uh, but like the first part of starts uh, at thirteen. Right. It says if.
0: It, uh, is anyone suffering? Is mm-hmm. yep yep which is interesting yeah 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 so and and when is the confession of sin damaging for a church is it Great question, Jay. I love that that contextual thinking. Great question. We're going to pause that one and, okay. and bring it up, so but that's I good. In fact, um, confession to the
1: offended party. I think you have to measure the scope of the uh, impact. If if I've sinned against you, right. And it's just between us. so I think that's where the confession. Right. Should sympathy or to implicate somebody
0: else. Or yep. To, it can be real manipulative.
1: Always,
0: always, confession yep. always, yep. Uh, yep. and always... And, and, and Lisa and I have actually seen this in churches. Sometimes um, sometimes we, you know you, you confess a sin. Like For example, hey I need, to, I need to come before the church and I talk to the elders and they said I've got to confess to the church. So there you go. There's 100 people, got all these people online. Everything's recorded. This is public record now at this point. And I go, I want to I ask forgiveness. I stole uh, 225 leads uh, out of the account that belongs to someone else so I could get a leg up on sales um, and make more money. And, and I feel horrible for stealing that. And I'm asking the church to forgive me. Now, there's people who would hear that at church and go, we are so, so, Chris, we love you, we forgive you, we are so sorry. It's fine. We forgive you. Great. And then, But what are some other things that could happen with that information? What could those people do? What's that? He's a thief. How much was it? <laughs> Did you make any money off of it? You know? Now we're getting into to, oh, we want that juicy stuff, right? But what typically happens when that kind of data goes out?
1: Well, it gets stolen.
0: Um, is that the only thing he stole? Right. What's he not saying? He was a- and all of a sudden, the problem that that is that big now becomes this big, and at this, at this point, so many things are damaged. <clears throat> it's a wash. It's a wash. You're looking at a re- resignation. Hopeless, no repair. It's hopeless. It's like we don't know how to deal with wounded people. We don't know how to deal with, with with people who struggle. So we just shoot them up and let them bleed to death. And when they die, we say, "Well, it's time to get a new staff member," you know. And it happens again. You know. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Some things really damaging. Lisa and I have seen if do horrific damage to a church that was done at what twelve hundred, fourteen hundred. It was bad. And boy, it was a feeding frenzy in the city. Was you, it the late or the past
1: what's
0: that? Was it, a staff? it was it, it was a a staff member, and you know you get you get these big churches and and a lot of notoriety, and when something goes down, it's like ooh, it's a free. They smell blood, and it's a feeding frenzy. So, I'm just saying, gotta be careful. All right, so you can see the tension here, right? And you can see James is saying something. At this point, I'm intentionally not giving you answers because I want you to struggle with it. That's why. And then we're going to learn and we're going to go, ah, maybe I'm getting the idea. Remember, we can't make them out to be uh, uh, modern Americans who live in central Arkansas. That's not who these people are. They're ancient Mediterranean people. They're scattered into persecuted Culture, whether it's in Judea, maybe as far north as Syria, uh, or possibly into the Greco-Roman world and where it's high pressure because you don't, you don't buck the system in that world either. So let's figure out. Let's keep going. So let's pick. Let's dig here. All right. Digging at this. Verse 16. Therefore confess your sins to one another, pray for one another so that you may be healed. Let's, let's dig into that. So confession. Now this is an unusual Greek word. All right. The word confession, ek, hama, gesta from the word ek, hama, three words, ek, out of, do you see that sign? Exit, out, ek, out, all right, hama, hamu here, is same. Has anyone ever consumed homogenized milk? What, what is milk that is homogenized? Homogeneous, what does it mean? It means, it means the same. The biological material in that milk are all the same. It's been filtered and cleansed. Lagos, what's lagos? Words. Psychology. Suke lagas. Okay, bios. Biology. Bios, logos, words about life, words about zoology, words about the soul. So confession is, and we're really pushing the word in a literal, very narrow sense, means to say the same things about it that God says about it. Okay? So if God said it's a sin to steal accounts to get an advantage financially over your peers on the sales team and you're cherry-picking and culling leads, that's a sin, You need to call it what it is. Don't say, well, I'm confessing that I was in a dark place. That's not calling it what it is, right? Say the same things that God says. God says that's stealing, then you say that's stealing. Okay? So, and it is out of the saying the same thing that we confess. When we learn to speak out of, ek out of the very same words that God uses about that behavior or that belief. That's confession, right? faith
1: um, So, for example, if I confess it to my church or the elders, right. and I don't confess it and make it right to my business partners...
0: Still a problem. The, the Still effect. a problem, yeah. Because at that point, you're missing the whole concept of restitution, right? And, and, we'll,
1: and you have to confess it to the elders to make you feel better... But
0: it doesn't rectify the problem and it doesn't undo the damage
1: you've done. Yes. Uh, with the people and it's At work. a lot less yeah. risky to
0: confess to the others. Yep. The yep. And in fact, Jay, I've had a, uh, a, a wise man say decades ago in, regarding confession. He said, You know, Chris, the thing is, if you've got a bad case of the guilties, right? Just like you get a 24-hour bug, and if you throw up, you feel so much better to empty your stomach, right? You get the nasty out. Well, you feel great, but now guess what? There is nasty, vile vomit everywhere. And sometimes that happens. We throw up. And sometimes we throw up all over the whole church. We feel better. We've got the attention. We, we got it off our chest, all that stuff, but now everybody is covered in this nasty stuff, and we can make it worse. So we have to be so careful here on what we say and who we say it to. So, all right, do you get the idea of confession? By the way, regarding usage, this is not used that much. It's not that that often. By the way, it can be used in a positive sense, like Philippians 2.11 uh, one day every knee will bow, and every tongue will ek, hama legeo. Every tongue is going to speak out of the same words that God says about his son. Bow the knee. Does that make sense? So it can be used possibly in negative. Acts 1918, there's revival breaking out in Ephesus, and magicians uh, are getting saved, and they're taking their books, their magical arts and all these things. And they're building a huge bonfire, and they're burning these pagan, uh, you know, materials. And it says, as they're going up and getting saved, quote unquote, they're confessing their sins. look haman it. All right, you with me? Uh, Mark, Mark three, John the Baptist saying, uh, people came to receive his baptisms, baptism, confessing their sins. Um, Luke ten. Uh, your sins are forgiven you. You know, I forgive you of your sins because you're confessing, something like that, okay? So let's keep digging here about, look at confession. Jay's to something earlier. This is some scripture that has to do with confession. Leviticus 5, if someone is guilty of these things, then he shall confess that in which he has sinned. Okay, numbers five, then he shall confess the sin which he's committed. And she'll make restitution, Jay. Okay? Uh, full restitution for the wrong, and that's going to add a fifth to it. So if I stole leads and made a thousand dollars, extra and kickbacks, I have to pay a thousand back plus a fifth. So what is that? Twelve hundred bucks to, to pay that off. Okay. Um, Psalm thirty-two, five. I acknowledge my sin to you, and I did not hide my sin. I said, I will confess my sin. Who's he confessing to in Psalm thirty-two? God yeah he's confessing to God Um, I love Proverbs 2013 and you alluded to that again one who conceals his wrongdoings will not prosper but the one who confesses and forsakes is one translation or confesses and abandons them will find compassion there's a lot of wisdom in that little proverb right there okay It doesn't say who he's confessing them to. We may assume the offending party or offended party.
1: Okay. There are other verses that acknowledge that people who involved prosper.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know David's great sin? I'm gonna push your push your memory banks, you ready? Does David do a national confession session? (laughs) does David David schedule a meeting where it is announced and that information is put in a kind of presidential report or some king of Israel's behavior and it's announced for the entire nation? It's not there. It's not there. Yeah, I'm not saying the information didn't get out. I'm not saying it didn't. But I'm saying it's interesting that there's not a reference that records that's what David had to do or David did do David was instructed to do. Um, okay. I love 1 John 1 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous so that he will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from our sins. By the way, that word confession in 1 John 1 9, drop the ek and you've got the word. Hamalaget. Same thing. Say the same word. It's essentially the same idea. Okay? You got it? And there's a few more that I could have added, but I wanted to watch the clock. All right, so what about sin and sickness? Because this seems to be the case in this chapter. Jesus said, seeing their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. The guy's paralyzed. And Jesus says, Son, your sins are forgiven. What does that imply? That his
1: sin caused his
0: paralysis. Paralysis. Yep. Ouch. Some are not. Yeah. Yeah, and so and yet, if all you have is John five, and all you have is Mark two, man, that sin caused the paralysis. You know, I find the I find John five fourteen to be fascinating. So early in the chapter, this this is a man that has been paralyzed for thirty eight years. Jesus comes up and says, do you want to get better? Brilliant psychologist question. And the man says, well, I want to, but every time I, I start to go down to the water, when the angel stirs it, the young cripples get there ahead of me, those people. So here I am, 38 years. That is like all his life. That's an incredibly long period of time. And Jesus heals him, take your pallet go, finds him in the temple. Can you imagine the first time this guy's been to the temple 38 years? He's going to church for the first time in 38 years. He's dreamed of it. He's watched all the other healthy males walk to the temple. He's going to church. He meets Jesus and says, do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And you read that and you go, what oh, was Jesus being mean? No, Jesus is leading that man to repentance is what he's doing. Uh, John 9, there's a man born blind. The disciples ask the most logical question for a first century Jew. Their, their question is, is spot on as some questions you and I ask today. Rabbi, who's saying this man or his parents that he's born blind? We got to blame somebody, got to blame something. Who is it? How does a little baby come out of the womb and commit sin to be deserving of blindness? Ah, so it's got to be mom or dad. Let's blame the parents on this one. All right? And Jesus says, it was neither that this man sinned nor his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. So, uh, a wise man told me years ago there's a sin that leads to death. It's really radical punishment, it's death. There's a sin that leads to punishment, right? That happens. And there's, there's, uh, not, I'm sorry, there's a sickness to death, a sickness that's related to punishment, and there's a sickness that's to the glory of God. And that's this guy, that's the blind guy. And then, probably for us, the most salient passage is First Corinthians eleven, where there are abuses in the church. There's the, the folks come and the wealthy come early to get drunk, they eat up the best foods, perhaps the meat, and which was the prized prized possession to have. And they're abusing people by shunning, ignoring, and not sharing. And verse thirty, Paul says, for this reason, many among you are weak. And sick, and a number have died. The word "asleep" is a euphemism because Christians who die uh, are in uh, oftentimes called sleep. They're sleeping. They're waiting to be resurrected out of the ground and and you know get to be with the Lord in the earth. So, okay, you, you with me? Confession and sin and sickness. Okay. Um. So let's 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 see here. Let's keep going. So back at James, let's keep picking at it. So confess your sins. What are we confessing? We're confessing sins. It's plural. Hamartias. It's used 172 times, based on one translation. So it's really the main dominant word. Hamartias. Um, some other manuscripts use a different word, but for the most part, you know, we'll go with hamartias. You're supposed to pray. That's a command it's an imperative, it's plural. So we are supposed to pray about our sins and sicknesses and things, um, that there'd be healing. And that's healing in the plural again. And you can see usage. I've given that to you. Okay. All right, let's keep plugging away. So back at it. Now that we've walked through what we've just did, what would you say? Which one would be the most, which grouping would be the most historically accurate understanding of confessing sin? What do you think? Anybody? What's that? The first one? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tough, isn't it? Just tell God. What's that? Just tell God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, say, yeah, yes. uh, I'm thinking like specific terms for God. And- well, absolutely. We gotta go to God with it. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: But to, you know, to be a party as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gotta clear it up. So, alright, you ready? Let's break it loose. Let's pay attention. A little bit of Greek won't hurt us, okay? Look at the look at the, the section before sixteen. Anyone suffering, hmm, why? We well, got a problem. Let's pray about it. If you're happy, great. You need to worship. You need to be grateful. Anybody sick, call for the elders that are praying for him and anointing him, anointing her, with oil, and that prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord's going to raise him up. And if he or she has committed sins, they'll be forgiven him. Do you think confession is happening in that section? Or confession only happens after verse 16 starts. What I've just asked you is very important. When does the confession start? Now don't just say, well, the word is in verse 16. You're free to think, think wisely about this. Do you think there's confession in, thir- in, in, the, in 15? Okay. 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 Anybody getting a migraine? Just entrust it to God.
1: What's that? Just
0: entrust it to God. If you're entrusted to God. Absolutely, that's a core, core thing we're going to do here. But think about it. Is confession involved in that process? Of hey, we got to pray over this guy. He's sick. Something's going on. This is bad. Why? Well, I don't know. Pray the Lord raises him up, heals him. And if this guy is sick because of a sin issue, those sins are going to be forgiven him? Does that imply confession? Or is it just a like a, a tag, a benefit? Or is that talking about salvation? So it's fifteen about someone being converted. And 16 is about a Christian who now needs to clean up a mess. Or, no, 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 that makes no sense because the whole thing is about Christians. You can't say that. So. 15, I mean, 15 is staying
1: restored.
0: Restored, so there already, you go.
1: You're already a Christian. You're already a believer. Just,
0: yes, what well, it sounds like, Jay. Or, um, okay, yeah, yeah. What about the water anointing? Yeah. Can you give us a uh, No, I mean, I can't, it's nothing really significant. It just means to put oil on him, pour it, pour it on him in a small flask. All right, therefore, un, un, okay, very important word. And I, I do that because un functions to connect what was said before with what is about to be said. So you can't separate the two sections. Great, great <laughs> way to put it. Whenever you see therefore, ask what it's there for. And it's there for a reason. And the reason is to link up what was said with what is about to be said. So therefore, you cannot separate 15 from 16 can't separate so if you take out the word therefore and read it it's going to sound like this so the prayer of faith will restore the one who's sick and the Lord will raise him up and if he's committed sins they're going to be forgiven him so confess your sins to one another and pray so that you'll be healed yes Yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah, Maybe it would help us. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jenny, you're you're on it. So here's what happens when there's sin, right? And that sin is exposed. What's the first reflex that hits? Hmm. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah, you want to pull back. Yeah. So there's sin. It's been exposed, there's shame, there's humiliation, embarrassment, and you immediately take that to the shadows. You want to hide and get away, right? And we try to fix it ourselves. It's the Adam and Eve story, okay? But God wanted to bring them to the light, take what's in darkness, move it to the light, and cover them with his grace so that our man-made attempts at covering Mm -hmm. fail trying to make a uh, you know a, a bathing suit out of fig leaves this is not going to be really good stuff um, but it's it's coats of skin the sacrifice of an animal that completely covers yeah so you could, yeah you guys are getting at it so if we understand why their, therefore is used we realize what's interesting is it. It shifts away from the elder to a generic sense of one another. In other words, you ready for this, Jay? We're not Catholics. We're not. If we were, verse 16 would be different. Therefore, confess your sin to the priest. And it's brilliant that James doesn't do that. Do you understand theologically what just happened when I told you that? That is one of the p- most powerful things that is featured in the Catholic tradition. That to get to God, you go through a priest. James doesn't play into that. That is incredible, theologically, doctrinally. So, you saying
1: to uh, pray to one another so that the other can. Yeah. Confession so you pray for one another, yeah. but you don't have to you have to do it to get forgiveness. This is for the encouragement and for the brotherhood. Yeah,
0: yeah. So now remember all of these all of these verbs, the nouns, the pronouns are all plural. We're talking about church. We're not talking about, you know, just you and your buddy over coffee. This is the church. And you also need to know that they would do church every day. <laughs> and they, you know, tonight we're doing church at the, at, the, at the Perkins house. That's where you get your meal. The one meal you get today. Next Tuesday night's gonna be at, at Jay and Sloan Greeland's house. That's where you, where you're gonna get the one meal you're gonna eat that day. It's very important and there would always be wine and it was real wine. And bread set aside for the Eucharist during those things. Always. Not at our house. Not except your house. (laughs) And so, so I want you to appreciate what's happening here. That there is confession of sin. Real confession. And some of that has to do with the elders. So there is a sense in which you go to the elder. Is the elder equal to what you and I would call a staff member? Think about it. Is the elder an equivalent to a modern-day staff member? No. Jay, you're right. No, it's not. It's just an older person who's scarred and beaten up and has been walking with Jesus longer than you have. Right? Not necessarily the official office of an elder like you and I have positions there, Jay. But it also strikes me that confessing
1: our sins to one another may be the first step in a true confession. If I have sinned against my wife. But I and I know it but I can't go there first. I can go to the friends say this is what's right, happening right. and that's where you get the encouragement to go and do the right thing in the right place. So yeah, that's yeah. the value you
0: All all the above, Jay, because all of this is designed to lead the the body corporate in being holy. It's all it is. Yeah. It's and it's really, really a beautiful thing. So okay. So there it is again. Um, So practical application. How seriously should Christians today take prayer, take confession, um, consider God's medical plan, God's health plan, and and be sensitive that maybe some of our illnesses are um, have a spiritual basis. How would we pull this into our world today, two thousand years later? How would we live that out today? With to is Islam.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, for some, there is a direct cause effect. Yeah. So, yeah. And within, um, there's also the danger of saying, well, I'm not as righteous as polite because I can't make it right.
0: Very good. And, 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 Jay, which is a whole other set of issues, you know, for example, um and please bear with these these rough illustrations. What if you get a situation where, where John Doe uh, has been an alcoholic, hard, hard drinking, for thirty years? Well, his liver's pickled, his liver's shutting down, he's turning yellow, and he's going to die. Does he call for the elders of the church? And they pray over him, and God reverses thirty-five years of alcoholism. Could that happen? Maybe. Nothing is impossible. Nothing's impossible. God. We love that text, sure. But, but sometimes it doesn't happen, right? Um, what about uh, cancer? You know, someone's been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And some righteous people, godly women, godly men, fasting on their knees, on their faces, begging God.
1: most striking examples in my, in our, my experience was the, uh, the Burnham couple that were uh, missionaries in the Philippines and they were on holiday with others and the bad guys came in and took them. Uh, I bet there's never been two people in the history of the world who have benefited from the prayer of so many thousands of righteous people. Yeah, yeah. And When the rescue came the good guys accidentally shot them. After all those prayers, they were that close to, you, and the good guys killed one of the, you know, the kidnapped sinners. What do
0: you do with this? Mm-hmm. Who sinned, Lord? <laughs> that missionary really was bad, and you used the, the SARS team, the search and rescue team, to punish the hidden wolf in your midst. Oh. no we don't no we don't big time churches are falling too you know so this much we can say um when when church becomes a place where broken people uh are treated with disrespect and broken people with sin behaviors are uh, mocked and shamed and you know, treated with disdain, I think the church fails. And I, I know, listen, I'm old enough and scarred up enough to know that it's, it's, it's amazing unlimited grace but truth that we can't live out, we can't stay in sin. I know that. I know that. Now, our our beloved friends at the Methodist Church and the Episcopalian Church say, "Come one, come all. Your sinful life doesn't matter. That's a private issue between you and God." Well, <laughs> you can't back that up biblically at all, you know. And so, grace and truth must be held in tension. I know that. But I do know that uh, habitually. For a variety of reasons, some of which I think I do know, many I don't know, the church doesn't know how to handle her own sin well. And I'm not really sure how to fully explain that. We just don't seem to be able to handle our own sins. So we walk around with facades and veneers of religion and all these kinds of things, uh, or we just keep to ourselves, or we wouldn't dare. Say to a friend over a cup of coffee, "Hey, I'm in a dark place, and here how, here's how dark that place is." And spell it out. We wouldn't do that. wouldn't do that because all of a sudden, then it's a scandal. It's all over the church. It's a feeding frenzy, and you can't you can't trust Christians to take care of their own. It's like we don't have good rupture and repair skills. We're we're good at maybe getting people saved, but we're not good at discipling people. Or you know, we're good at, you, you get the idea. You get the idea. So it's hard. I know it's hard. Um, when, is, when is the information inappropriate for child's ears? During a confession. When you go like, eh, eight-year-olds don't need to hear that one. <laughs> no, nope, nope. What are a lot of things. A lot of things? all the men he'd stolen from. But I'm a little eight-year-old girl
1: sitting there hearing this, and I kind of like the guy. And there he was standing up there telling everybody he had stolen their cattle. And then became the, you know, dinner table talks about this guy for a while. Pretty much everybody. And I still remember this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure it's a good idea to
0: confess where children are around anyway even if it's just theft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, um, there's a tendency for us to think in categories, sin categories that are in our world and not think about the sin categories that would be in their world. Okay? So let's, let's put it in, in perspective. James is writing to the church that is dispersed the aspora they're scattered that means what they're displaced persons why would they be displaced denominational issues <laughs> no but that's good though why why are they why are they scattered you know the word what they're getting they're hiding yes why the big word we talk about it all the time persecution it's not a safe place to be a Christian. So they're, they're holing up in so-and-so's house and praying for dear life that they might not be arrested and all these kind of things. And according to James, if you read it, there are Jews punishing, financially punishing, potentially uh, seizing property of these Christian Jews who've converted to Jesus. You got it? Now then, drop back in your time machine. What sin temptations do you think they would have, as opposed to man, I was on Instagram and there was an odd picture. I just need to confess that to the church. That's twenty twenty two thinking. Go back then. What do you think they're going to confess? Probably deny Christ to a Roman soldier or something. Yeah, yeah. By the way, way worser. Than something on Instagram, way worse sir, to deny Christ. You know the story of Peter. What else? Stealing food. Yep. Would I would I steal food to feed Lisa and the girls? You bet I would. Would I feel like a dirty dog? Yes, I would. Proverb even says, "Be careful with a man if he's if he's stealing to eat. Be careful how you treat that man." In Proverbs. Having with one another? Maybe so. Maybe so. A small group of Christians gathered up around a few tables, hoping there's not a knock on the door. Hoping there's not another report that a particular lawyer was hired to seize your assets. Mm-hmm. what was multiple marriages I think then polygamy mm-hmm. um, yeah not a lot more in the Old Testament you know in, among Roman people it was you know a man could have several wives and Jews in the Old Testament had several David had seven Moses had three I think Moses had three Solomon mm-hmm. bless his heart
1: bless his heart all those cranky women it just was awful so hey Chris yes sir and excuse me my sinus is kind of making it hard to talk but um,
0: uh,
1: it's it's kind of a reflection of what will be coming as well only worse when like in Revelation if you don't have the mark you won't be able to do basically anything okay yeah it's gonna be it's a it's the same it's a foreshadowing
0: yeah, know. yeah, that's good that's good David political pressure that's absolutely what's going on does anybody here does anybody here get cranky after you've had a bad day don't raise your hand because that would be a confession of sin in church don't do that what if you've had two bad days what if you've had a bad week what if you've had a bad month what if it's been a tough year and you've lost everything you fought for your husband's arrested. Your, your kids have literally been taken from you and sold as slaves. Okay? And you're, and you're committing a sin. It's called bitterness. And you're thinking about joining a group of vigilantes known as the Sakari, the dagger men, Jews who believe in assassinating for political gain, or being a brigand, which means you're hanging out with thugs and you're robbing people on the highway so you get something to eat what about bitterness pride we don't need to drop our sin categories in 2022 on them Okay, we need to understand contextually that their world is very different than ours now does that apply to us of course it does of course it does Um, so I have an idea I have a theory, and I've got to wrap it up because it's 7 o'clock. Um, I think sometimes when we get consumed, just let me say it, and then and then you can pick it apart. When we get consumed that we saw something on Instagram we shouldn't have seen, or we get consumed because we think, you know, man, my, uh, I'm not getting the respect I need at work, or those kinds of things. Sometimes the sin battles and pressures, you know what they do? They turn us in on ourselves. And we get so consumed with ourselves that we're literally out of the spiritual game. We're not even engaging the gospel. We're not engaging in reaching, we're doing nothing to reach people. We're so consumed with our little inward kind of turned focus. And, you know, oh my goodness, I spent three hours on Snapchat. Oh, well, this is awful. Father, please forgive me. I'm, I'm hooked on Snapchat. We're so turned in on ourselves, we're no good for the kingdom of God. Does it make sense? Okay, borrow that idea. When you pop it over and you realize, hey, God says, I want you in the game. I want you to reach people and stop making everything about you. Sometimes the most intense sins the church commits has nothing to do with the modern-day category of lust, a modern-day category of greed, a modern-day category, something like that. It has everything to do that we're literally in bondage to fear, and we are ashamed of the gospel. And that's a sin nobody talks about. We don't talk about the sin of racism. We don't talk about, I mean, there's all kinds of thing, things we don't talk about that are sinful behaviors that if we conquer them, we would get out and reach people. Instead, Satan trips us up and gets us so turned in on ourselves we get, we get fixated on, on us and our junk. And we miss the work of the kingdom of God. That's all I'm saying. What I'm saying. So. That's why he's called the accus- accuser. Yes, that's actually good, David. Yeah, he actually does that. He really does. So, all right. So how about this one? Um, Paul writes, I receive from the Lord that which he also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed, betrayed. How about that sin? took bread, and we had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Or as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup. You proclaim the Lord's death until it comes. I want to remind you that in... Mark's Gospel, chapter six, verses seven to uh, 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 nine to fifteen. Jesus teaches that when you pray, pray in this manner. And he says, "Our Father in heaven, help us to treat Your name as holy. Let Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." And he walks through that. And then he says, "Help us to forgive. You know, forgive us our sins." In the identical dynamic of how we forgive others. Isn't that a fascinating idea? God, forgive me in the same way that I forgive others. You know what that implies? We're really good at forgiving people. (laughs) You know that love your neighbor as yourself? That implies first love. Love your neighbor as yourself implies that I'm good at loving myself. Do you realize the same dynamic of what's what and who's who? Forgive me my sins as I forgive others. That means I'm really good at forgiving people, so I can ask God to generously forgive me. When you get to 14, 15, in case you miss it, He says, "If you do not forgive other people their sins, I will not forgive you. If you do forgive people, I will forgive you." Just in case you didn't get what was said in 13. So this idea of forgiveness is serious and this idea of hey, let's be real careful with you know, looking for logs in other people's eyes and forcing confessions. Can you imagine that one guy in church? Lisa, you know who that guy is. We've been here. Other church, it's like there's, there's one or two, two or three or four people and they're like, they're, it's like their career is to find sin in the church. You know what I'm talking about. You've got faces and names. I know it. And they're, it's like they're Pharisees on duty. And they're looking and searching. And they're keeping records. And typically, at the least of their lives implode. Typically, they fall apart. Because God doesn't honor that behavior. When you, you're fixating on uh, the speck in somebody else's eye. And yet, you're ignoring the log in your own eye. God doesn't honor that behavior. So... It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's of the Holy Spirit when he moves on you to clear your conscience, ask forgiveness, uh, make restitution, be careful what you say, be careful who you say it to, and know how to make a wrong right. There's some wisdom in that. There's heart in that. And to make sure that you treat people the way you want to be treated. There's a lot of Jesus in that. And the idea of, of sin hunting and rat killing in the church can do so much damage. So much damage. So I want, you to, I want to remind you, this is, this, this is serious stuff. <laughs> this is not some smacking our gum, flipping and, and just bebopping along up to, the, Hey God, it's me, what's up? I'm here to take your bread and your wine and have a good time. See ya. No, no. This isn't cheap stuff. This is holy. This is sacred. It's so sacred that Jesus says, when done in ungodly relationships, in the conduct conduct text of ungodly relationships, we can get sick (laughs) in a week. It's serious business. So... Well, I've, I've, I've spoken too much. Let me pray. Abba, Father, uh, I of anyone here, I am in most need of your grace and your mercy. Thank you that you create within us clean hearts, O oh God. Um, thank you that we can come running to you and confess our sins and come boldly to your throne to find grace and mercy and help in our time of need. And we can help others do the same thing. Help us to see confession as something beautiful and full of love and grace. And as something that destroys. We love you, Jesus. In your name, amen.